Ladies and gentlemen, the moment is here. The main event of the evening. I'm Jeremiah Gallegos, your world-class ring announcer, to introduce Soap Boxing Podcast. And now, to introduce your host, Derek, a.k.a. Coach. And across the ring, introducing Matty Fresh. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's golden time. Time to tune in. Hey guys, this is Coach Derek. I want to give a shout out to our new sponsor, Pueblo Boxing. Y'all be sure to check out uh, Pueblo Boxing. They have unique and high quality boxing gear and novelty gifts. You can find the gear at soloboxing.com. That's S-O-L-O boxing.com. Check it out, man. They do quality work. One thing we know for sure about Wally, you know, yeah, yeah, he hit you straight. Right. <laughs> and, and, and. This Wally whooped the whole world twice. The whole world. What's going on, Facebook, YouTube? It's your boy Fresh uh, with another episode of Soapboxing Podcast. We appreciate you uh, tuning in. We're excited to be here. Coach Derek is on site today. He's not going to be able to join us. He's at the Houston Golden Gloves. We've been fighting all week, and uh, Tristan made it to uh, the finals tonight. And so he's there. He's going to try and pop in and uh, and uh, chat with us if he can and gives a, and give us some updates. But we are super excited today to have Miguel El Michucano, right? That's how you say it, Michucano. Michucano, yeah. El Michucano, Flores, H-Town fighter. Um, you know, quick little story on uh, Michucano. Growing up, I'm, I'm from Chicago, born and raised. Chicago. And and, uh, <laughs> and my aunt, uh, by marriage, used to always talk about Michucano. And that's yeah. where she was, she was from. And uh, I swear I... Up to about maybe 12 or 13, I always thought she was talking about Michigan. <laughs> Being from Chicago, I thought she was I'm like, but I'm like, Michigan, how, yeah. how are you from Michigan? I thought you were in Michigan way. She said, Michigan way. Michigan, yeah, yeah. Close Michigan, Mexico. Yeah. No, see, so, uh, I, I get that a lot. Like, I get asked, like, what does your nickname mean? Like, somebody said, is it like machine? I'm like, no, no. Like, that's my hometown, you know, in Mexico. So, you know, like in Texas, you're a Texan. So if you're right. Michoacan, you're Michoacano, you know. So, you know, and that was actually my brother's nickname. And, nice. and so it just stuck with me. You know, people just started calling me that. So it just stuck with me. Well, that's what's up. Well, so you're from Michoacan. 
when did uh when did you get here to Houston? Uh my parents brought me to Houston when I was about three, four years old, man. Yeah, they brought yeah. me they brought me here. Uh just me, my my br older brother and my sister stayed back in Mexico and they came over here like two years later after I came. Oh, so you 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 uh you Houstonian uh, through and through then. Yeah, yeah. Through I mean then. I grew up here but I still, I'm, I'm always gonna say I'm Mexican, man. Like, yeah, oh, that's that's yeah, the DNA, you know, bro. That's the blood for uh, sure. Uh, sometimes they're like, you know, Mexican American. I'm like, uh, no, Mexican, <laughs> Mexican. Yeah. Hey, bro, ain't nothing wrong with that. We gotta represent thousand percent. Yeah. Uh, so you came, you were out here by the the age of three. Uh, how how old were you when you started boxing, bro? So. I mean, I can't really say because uh, I used to come to the gym when I was like five, six years old. So when uh, my brother came over here, my dad was he was about my brother was about eight years older than me. So my dad was trying to find something for my brother to do. And he started taking my brother to the boxing gym. So I would just come along, man. And I wouldn't even really work out. I would just come hang out. You know, you're when you're around the boxing world, man, you start picking up little things. I watch the guy spar. I'll half-ass hit the bag, go play around. And so I, I've been in a boxing gym, man, since I was like five, six years old. Now, when I really started to pick up on it was uh, when I was about eight years old. That's when I had my first amateur fight. You know, it's funny you say that because, uh, you know, we have a gym out here on the west side of Houston and Katy. And uh, I see it all the time, bro. I see, um, you know, older the, the older siblings in the gym working out and you know mom or dad will be sitting down somewhere and then you yeah. see the little the little brother or the little sister four five six years old yeah running hitting, around hitting the bag just wanting to you know to uh to be a part of it and in the back of my head i'm always thinking that's the one that's, that's the one that's, that's the one in the family that's going to be kicking ass yeah, that's and, where, and taking that's this where it serious starts, man that's where it starts that's what's up. Uh, we have Hyman Martinez already uh, tuning in saying, Mikey, that young man has always been fun to watch the box ever since he was a kid. Hyman, man. Yeah, I remember him and his son. They used to come to the gym all the time. And like I said, that's another one. I mean, I remember his son was younger and he would just come check it out. And, you know, that's how they pick up on it. Yeah, David Martinez, man. Shout out to him. All right, man. So five, six, seven, eight, you're hanging around the gym. You're watching your brother. Now, is there a deeper background in boxing in your family? Does it, your father or, or, or anybody else along that line uh, were into boxing? How'd that start? No, my dad always liked boxing. My dad was mm -hmm. a, a real hardcore boxing fan. And obviously, you know, you know, parents, he's always like, man, mm -hmm. well, I'm giving you the support. My parents didn't give me. So, you know, you better. My dad was one of the most school dads. He's like, you better pick up on this. And blah, blah. he'll tell my brother and me that, you know, like, you know, nothing life is easy. I wish my parents would have supported me when I was younger. You know, he gave you the pep talk. Right. So that's how we picked up on it. Because uh, to be honest, man, and, and I, I always said this, like all fighters would say, man, since I grew up, I want to be a fighter. I'm like, fuck no, I ain't want to be no fighter, man. I'm like, don't get it. I'm like, that wasn't for me, you know. I wanted to have, I, like originally when I was younger, I wanted to be either a soccer player or a, a veterinarian. And that was one of the mm. two. And, but... Like I said, my dad kind of pushed that up on me, which up to this day, you know, I'm very, very thankful that he did because, you know, obviously this is how I make my living now. Yeah. But that, that's how it started. And, and my dad just liked boxing and he took us to the gym. We obviously tried other, my brother tried other sports and he didn't like them, uh, but he really did like boxing. And, you know, like I said, we just stuck with it, man. 
Well, you know, Mexicans love to love to do. Well, we do like to do a lot of things, but the top <laughs> two are are fighting and drinking. So yeah, there yeah, you, you know. go. <laughs> Boxing and beer, go wrong with that? <laughs> Absolutely not. So when you guys were here in Houston, what gym did you uh, what gym did you start off? And now, did your was your dad coaching y'all, or did you did you start off with a coach? No, my dad my dad uh, obviously took us to a coach, but he was always around. My dad always mm. was around. Uh, we started off in our uh, different gyms that now are closed like well mm. not even closed just moved locations we start off uh it was a lee canalitos boxing gym is an old mm. gym in downtown they, it's closed as a matter of fact sometimes i just drive by there just to you know because the building's still there so you know you kind of get those you know flashbacks man like man i remember running running by those stairs or doing this and that so they closed that gym down and then we eventually moved to the main street boxing gym where where i've been training at you know my uh my entire life and since then they closed the other gym down and you know that's where it started but my dad uh he took us to a, to a trainer uh well he took my brother to a trainer at the time was uh sammy fuentes mm. and then from there uh we went with wall haley which was uh mm. mr wall haley that just yeah. passed away this last december i think it was and he was uh he's the one that started me he, he was the one that taught me the basics and then from there uh we went to the main street boxing gym with uh with aaron aaron used to help out mr mr wall haley and then yeah. uh we we went with bobby too you know we joined bobby joined us in, in the team once in in our pro career well bobby still caught me in my amateur years but more for my brother's pro years uh and then we just brought uh keep bringing brought uh edward jackson to, to my team which was another you know great uh great trainer that trains me now and that's man like that's how it all started Man, that's a hell of a pedigree from Walt Haley. Man, I mean, that's a lot of history. That's a knowledge. Yeah, knowledge. you know, I talk, way, I talk, yeah, I talk to Coach Jaime, and, and you know, he's always, uh, you know, talking to me about the old school coaches about, mm -hmm. and Walt Hot, uh, Walt Haley. Man, man, that's a pedigree. And then yeah. Aaron Navajo, he's been a friend of the uh, of the uh, of the show. He's been on another another yeah. great coach so wall was uh the one the first one that took me up a you know up a boxing ring to my up a boxing ring to my first amateur fight that was wall haley man to i'm your your first pro fight my first amateur fight oh your first amateur yeah. okay oh nice yeah, so he walked me up to my first first ever fight wall haley wall haley did it yep and how old were you then I was about eight. It was a Golden Gloves tournament. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was a Golden Gloves tournament. And I, man, to be honest, man, I didn't, re I didn't even really know what was going on. I mean, they're just like, oh, well, we're going to go and you're going to fight. You're going to be people there. Just relax. Don't get nervous. And obviously, I was a little brother. So my brother was always looking out for me, man. He was like, look, man, don't don't trip. Just just let your hands go. That's all you got to yeah. do. And, you know, even up to, to the later years, man, I was always a little brother. So I always felt you know, like confident because I had my brother there, you know, he was always there like, hey, like, this is gonna be cool. Even for any little thing, my brother was always there, like for school, I'll get in trouble, you know, you know, straighten me out. It was like always, 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 I had somebody to look out for me. Man, that's amazing. I want to, I, you know, I want to, I want to, uh, I want to give you a chance to tell your story and, and, and talk about your brother, man. I, I know that, uh, I think it was this past week marked the anniversary yeah. of, of his passing. Um, take us back, bro. You know, you, you mentioned something earlier, you know, you, sometimes you like to drive by, you know, that old gym, the old building. And, you know, you just mentioned that your first amateur fight was at eight years old, you know, and, you know, today, what you're, you're about 28, 29, 28, 28. 28. So we're talking, we're talking 20 years in this yes. business, 20 yeah. years. 
you've seen a lot. You've done a lot. A lot, yes. And you've seen a lot change. So take us back, man. Take us back to to that time where it was you and your brother, where it was you had him there and how everything just changed. Well, like I said, I mean, just being the little brother, man, like you have somebody always, always looking out for you. And and I know a lot of people always have somebody to strain you out. And, you know, we're not a big family. So it's only my sister, my older sister, my brother and me. So uh, my sister moved out. She got married at a young age. So it was just always my brother and myself, man. You know, like I said, it got to the point where I don't even think my dad had to really look out for me because he knew my brother, my brother was straining me out. You know, every time I'll get in trouble at school, first person they'll call on my brother, you know, and then my brother right away, he'll tell the teacher or whoever called him, put him on the phone and then I'll get on the phone. My brother be like, hey, like, cut your shit out, bro. Like, come on, strain out. Like, yeah. or I'm gonna have to really tell dad. So then that's when I knew, <laughs> like, all right. So, you know, and then in the boxing gym too, man, like he was always teaching me, you know, one thing I could tell you, man, like everybody asked, like, what did you learn from your brother? Just to be humble, man. He would always tell me, like, hey, don't, don't, don't carry yourself like that. Cause mm. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, even up to this day, I'm a little bit of a, you know, you, you're not with social media and stuff. You wanna be flashy. You wanna show what you got. You wanna, my brother was always the type, like, hey, like, just be quiet, man. Do your work, get your win. And, you know, that's it. You don't gotta, mm. you know, if somebody's gonna say, if you, if some, if you're good, let somebody else say it, you know don't be the one to say I'm this, I'm that. He's like, he would always mm. tell me like, let other people say it. You just stay quiet and, and remain humble. So even up to this day, man, like I have to remind myself like, Hey, like, don't be, don't be doing that shit. Like, Hey, straight now. Like, don't, don't carry yourself like that. Cause why? Cause that's what people are going to remember. You know, like, Oh man, mm. that kid was cool. That kid was nice. Or they're going to remember you like, Oh now that kid was just show off. That kid, you know, he was kind of, you know, arrogant. So you don't want to have that. So, you know, mm-hmm. like I said, up to this day, my brother passed away um, April. I mean, his fight was April 30th and he passed away five days later, which was May 5th. And this was uh, 12 years ago. So even 12 years later, man, I still have that in the back of my mind, how sometimes, like I said, I'm carrying myself the wrong way. And I'm like, hey, my brother wouldn't want this. You know, my brother would tell me right now. And as old as I am, I'm like, man, if my brother was still here, I'll still be the little brother. I'll still be that little kid. You know, I was like, man, he'll even tell me, I don't care if you have a whole family. You're still a little Mm. kid to me. So, you know, you got to straighten out. So, you know, it's always good. What was the age difference? He was was about eight years old. Eight years old. Yeah. Yeah, so we're yeah. Like, yeah, so I was still in high school. He was out of high school. He would always take me to school and stuff. And like I said, man, it was hard because having that somebody always looking out for you and, and you know, straighten you out. Sometimes, like I said, I have to put in my mind, like, hey, my brother wouldn't want me to do this. Don't do that. Or, yeah. you know, just like I said, always, always try to remain humble. Like he always told me to do so. You know, so yeah, your dad, he's, he's still with us, right? Yeah, my dad's still here. My dad, my dad. How old, how old is your dad? My dad's about 55, 56. Oh, he's still young too. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Oh, he's still young. That was just a bit. A, my dad's a runner. He, my dad loves <laughs> running. Yo, like for real, man. You'll catch my dad at Memorial in the morning running. My dad's crazy. Like they'll run fucking nine, 12 miles. I'm like, damn, dad, you're running more than me. So nice. he's a That's what's up. As, yeah. As far as the boxing, my, my dad, uh, after my brother passed away, you know, we went through a, through a difficult times, obviously. And my dad kind of pulled back a little bit. You know, he's kind of figured and he knows and I know like, hey, I got to give this my 110 percent or, 
you know, it has consequences, obviously. If you're not well-prepared, if you're not mentally ready, you know, it's just all going to have consequences. So, you know, my dad don't really come to the gym with me much. He's at my fights, but, you know, mm -hmm. he kind of knows, like, hey, his coaches will handle the work, and he knows what he has to do to be ready. That's amazing. That's amazing. We got Joe from uh, Next Fight Up saying, Mikey podcasting from the whip because he's always on the move. <laughs> <laughs> he's right, but right now it's my kids, man. If I'm walking the house, my kids will be jumping on my back. So that's why I'm in the whip for now. <laughs> there you go. Hey, so so when you're and, and your brothers, what was your brother's uh, pro career like? How did that how did that uh, happen? My brother uh, started off his career at, uh, I believe it was 11 and 0, man. 11 and 0. Mm -hmm. My brother was 11 and 0. And then he got wrapped up in that, you know, like every boxer, man, you have, he, he wasn't the first case and he won't be the last, where, you know, you just, you're lacking that work. You're lacking that, you know. And I, I mean, you can hear this a million times. I'm like, man, my brother could have been world champion. He just chose, you know, I, I'm going to say it. He chose the party life. He loved women too much as one thing. And he just, man, you know, he lost um, the love to it. You know, when you start, that's why sometimes I tell people like, hey, you know, you start too early, you're eventually going to fall out of love with the sport. You know, when you get put so many years in and so much work, you get to that uh, later stage where you're like, man, I don't want to do this shit no more, man. I'm tired, man. I'm just going to, you know, take the day off. And I think that's what happened to my brother. He lost a couple of fights. And then he came back when we got with Bobby Ben. He he came back. He refocused. You know he he won a couple oh, some fights, and then he got some other opportunities. He lost, and you know that last fight. You know um, I always talk about it. People ask me like, "Are you you know do you want to talk about it?" I'm like, yeah, of course I'll talk about it because you know my brother's still with me to this day. You know that last fight. Um, I can tell you physically, mentally, I did camp with him. He was ready, and it's just one of them, you know, unfortunate situations, man, where people ask, like, what happened? I'm like, even the doctors don't know what happened because they're like, it could have been one blow from the head or it could have been accumulation throughout the years. You know, he had brain swelling, um, and it just happened that my parents were the ones that had that um, that choice. You know, I'm sure uh, we could have left him on life support, and he probably would have still been here. But you don't want to be, like, in a vegetable mode the rest of your life. You ask yourself, like, well, my brother would have mm. wanted this, or well, my brother would have been like, just let me go. Mm. When the doctors talked to us, I think it was, like, 95 96% of his brain was, you know, gone. They're like, he could be like this forever because he's an athlete, because he's healthy, because, you know, he has good lungs. But, you know, he's here but he's not here you get me so mm. you know my, my my dad and my mom they're the ones that you know that's why i admired them because they had to make that situation that that uh decision and and in that situation and they just decided man like hey you know we don't want this for for our son and and who wouldn't everybody it's easy to say man you should just keep them but like mm. i said it's this nobody wants to live like that the rest of their life man ah yeah that's a tough decision and uh man yeah, it's a tough decision. I ask because here we are, you know, you, you, you and your brother, you're boxing. You got a home in 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 uh, in Maine. Uh, you have your your trainers, your coaches. You're putting in your work. You've been fighting since you were 18. I mean, since you were eight, and then at the age of 17, you were about 17, right? When this happened? Yes. All right. So you were 17. 
I was 16, gonna turn 16. 17 like in two, three months. So yeah, what, I was almost close to 17. So what was what 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 was your reaction to to everything to to the sport to to the to the death? At the time, at the time, man, I was so young that I was just in love with the sport, and and it never crossed my mind to stop. Mm. You know, it never never crossed my mind. Hey, I'm gonna stop. Or, I was always like, man, fuck it. I'm going to keep doing this. Mm. this. This is what I do. I'm going to keep doing this. Obviously, uh, everybody's like, man, are you sure? My mom, mm. my mom was like, son, you better quit. You know, my sister was like, yeah, you need to stop. And then my dad was kind of the, like I said, my dad's old school. He just stay quiet. And he's just like, man, I'll support you, whatever you want to do. So I was like, man, I want to do this. Obviously, man, a lot of people don't understand, man. Years later, at 24 25 i had my my first son that's when you really start thinking like man is this really because you're not just alone now like i mean when i mm. before i had kids i was like fuck it i die because i always had that mentality after my brother died i'm like fuck it whenever it's my time to go i'm ready to go why can mm. i have somebody it's like i feel like i have somebody waiting for me but then when i have my kids it's like man is this really what I want to die for? Cause I have my kids. I don't want to leave my right. kids, you know? So then it goes back. Like I have now it's like a love and hate relationship with boxing for me. Cause I love it. But at the same time, I'm like, as a girl older, like, man, this, this fucking sport took my brother from me, you know, cause mm -hmm. it went for days. But then again, I'm like, Hey, it's destiny, man. I think we all have that time when we're going to, when we're going to go and one way or another, it was my, my brother's time. But, um, when I see fighters like, oh man, I'm willing to die in the ring. I'm willing to do this. I'm like, man, no, you, no, no, don't say that, bro. Like, mm. I mean, to me, this is, I'm like, now to me, this is my job, man. Like, I'm not going to die for my job because I have a whole family to, 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 you know, to attend. But I understand as a young, like how I was at one point when I was young coming up, I was like, man, fuck it. I'll die for this sport. Now mm. it's like, yeah. okay, I got a family. I think about it twice. And then a lot of people are going to criticize you and, and say, oh, I remember one one um one thing that comes to mind was when Margarito fought Cotto the second time. How Margarito was like, I'm willing to die in the ring, and Cotto was like, for what? Is this is my job? Like I have a family, so I can relate to that. I'm like, yeah. I understand Cotto because Cotto was, was right. That was Margarito, a bad man too. Margarito was just like, man, fuck it, I'll die mm. in that ring. And I remember Max is like, well, doesn't he have an advantage of you? And I was like, yeah, but you know, like I said, it's just at the end of the day, man. As, as as our job is like, I get ready and then whatever happens is going to happen, you know, one way or another, you know, destiny is set already. And when we're ready to go, we're going to go. Mm. Well, it's a, you know, it, it's good to hear that, that you use it as fuel and that you didn't, you know, because you, you, don't, you don't know how to react. You don't know how people are going to react to situations. Like some people might might turn to hate and say, you know, I never want to put on another pair of gloves again. I, I don't want nothing to do with the sport. But you used it. You used I it as did. fuel. You used it as as motivation, and and it's paid off, bro. It's paid off. And and, and, and look what you're doing now. Uh, you you know the city's the city's proud of you. The state's proud of you. You got all the uh, the support of, of your family and, and and everyone around you. So you know, great job being able to to handle something as tragic as that and turn it into a positive. You know, I think I have uh, uh, Coach Collinsworth waiting back here. Let me uh, pull him in. There you go. Oh, What's happening, brother? How you doing? Hey, I'm in Greens Park Mall. Look, hold on. Be careful, oh, man. Stop. 
I'm outside the gloves. I would have went by there. We would have done it like, like right there. <laughs> hey, they on about they on about five. We twelve. I said, but I asked Miguel to come on the show, man. I gotta yeah. check in. So I came nah. out here and jumped on we, the live, brother. <laughs> we having a great conversation, man. Yeah, I called it. Not I, I wanted to. I wanted you to be on the show so I can learn your background. Me and Aaron is great friends. Me and Bobby go back twenty years. And I never, yeah. me and you never chopped it up. But I'm a big fan. I've been watching your fights, man. And me and me and Aaron talk all the time, brother. And I didn't know which I was. I've been on about the last ten minutes, and I didn't know half your story, bro. I'm glad you came on, man, yeah. so we could get we could get it on there, brother. We big wow. fans, My pleasure, man. man. Thank you guys for having me on, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, for Absolutely. sure. What's the crowd looking like out there? Give us a live a live uh, report, bro. It's uh, it's the championship. It's the championship round, so it's thin. Oh, <laughs> a lot of people didn't make it. It's a, a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people didn't make it. But uh, I'm gonna warm this boy up, and we are gonna go ahead and win it. Uh, win that 138 pound division. That, I, thought uh, you say, I thought you were gonna say the 138 thousand dollar prize. Oh man, no, that comes later, man. He gotta make it. He gotta make it to Miguel's level, man. That's what we gotta do. Hey, that's where hey, it brother. starts. That's where it starts, brother. I absolutely. Hey, hopefully, hopefully you'll come back on, bro, so I can yeah. get in there too, man, let and be know, on there with y'all. I'm all for you guys. Let me know. Appreciate it, brother. Let me go warm this kid up, man. All right. All right good luck, coach. Guys. Kick some ass. Have a good one. Salute. All right, we had Coach Collins. We're dropping in live from the Houston Golden Gloves 2021 Championship bouts. Man, good luck to all the fighters. It's been a. Uh, it's been a. Uh, been a crazy week down there in Greensport. Did you did you happen to make it out there at all uh, this I weekend? Didn't, I didn't get to make it this it's, this this time, but man, I really because I heard there was some great great fights. That actually, some guys from from the main jet could have made it up on there, man. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been an experience, and I know I see you around a lot. I I uh, I, I don't I usually don't go up to uh, to people we hadn't met before. Uh, but I've I've always seen you out in uh, anything that has to do with boxing, the local community. You're there, whether it's next fight up, whether it's the Golden Gloves, whether it's any yeah. any show, man. And I, I've always admired that about you. You go, you hang out, you're taking pictures, you're shaking hands, and I always try, man. I always try. Like I said, I mean that's that's the way I was taught. You know, I always yeah. come out. So next next time I see you, I'm gonna come up to you. Like, yeah, yeah, man, for sure. <laughs> All right, so here we are, and talking about. Uh, not meeting you. I remember, I think it was the first time that I saw one of your fights live and it, it, it didn't, it, it didn't, uh, it didn't come out in your favor, but I remember thinking, man, that's a, that's a bad kid, man, was at, uh, Cervici's, uh, Celerici's, uh, fight at, was it Silver, was it Silver Screening? Oh, I guess, so, yeah, I guess. Silver Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my first loss, man. That was, that one was tough because it was the first one, first loss. And and at the end of the day, man, I was like, man, learning experience. And all my mm. losses up to today, I'm like, man, charge it to the game. Got to keep grinding. Got to keep working, man. There's but I, I was sitting there and I was watching it and I was like, man, this kid, this kid is something great, man. I, and I, I instantly became a fan. So walk us, walk us up to that point. You know, you, you were, you were, you know, you were boxing as a, as a kid, you've been training at Maine. 
at 16, 17, you lost your brother. What happened at, you know, when, when you got back in the gym and you're training, what, how did you, how did you finish your amateur career and start your pro career? So be, before my brother had passed away, we there, we're already talking about me turning pro at, at 17. Uh, actually, I was going to go down to Mexico and have my pro debut and stuff. And uh, when my brother passed away, I was like, hey, like, you know, that doesn't change anything. So, you know, it's time to time to turn pro because I, I had had enough with the amateurs as it is. <laughs> and uh, so I turned pro. He, my brother, man, my brother passed away in May. I think my first pro fight was like in August. Turn pro wow. in August, and uh, I'll turn pro here locally, selling tickets. I know that's a struggle. That's why I always try to support all the fighters here, mm. selling tickets. You know, paying for your opponents and stuff like that. And like always, man, I had great support from people. I fought on a bunch of Lou Severy's cards, the uh, Bobby Ben. They always helped me out, man. So I was always, you know, that's why you know I'm always real thankful for them. So eventually, I got signed uh, with my manager now, Louis DeCubis Jr., and we started off with uh, he took us to Golden Boy, and then that uh, a couple of years later, that's when Golden Boy had the big old split up with Al Heyman, and we obviously went with Al Heyman, and you know that's when it all started, man. My manager Louis DeCubis, he did like a hell of a job with me too, because after like eight fights with him, I think I was 17, 18, and 0, wow. I started getting yeah. televised. You know, and obviously, man, um, that fight that you were you were just mentioning that you were at, man, you know, that was my first loss. And and obviously, I think the whole fight, man, I, I remember that fight. I was I felt like I was controlling it and I just got caught, man. Like, to be honest, you know, that when I always gave him his props and I'm like, hey, you were the better fighter that night. Not taking nothing away from you. And. Like I said, I got caught in exchange with a punch I didn't see coming. I couldn't recover. It was on the inside, wasn't it? Yeah, I was moving, yeah. got caught over the top, yeah. and he dropped me. I got up. The ref stopped it. You know, it was crazy, man. Both times that I've been dropped and stopped like that, man, it's uh, Lawrence Cole that was the same uh, ref for my brother's <laughs> last fight. Like, it's just oh. crazy. And even after the last fight that I got stopped, man, I – you know, we just joked. I was like, Lawrence, man, like, I'm never going to let you rep one of my fights again, you know. And he even told Aaron, like, man, I kind of feel bad for the kid, you know, because, yeah. you know, we have background. I'm like, hey, man, shit happens. I, I'm not mad at nobody. No, it, it's all my fault. And I've always said, like, I have four losses. All those four losses, I can come up with a million excuses on why, two I lost. I'm like, no, there's none. It was my fault. And, you know, got to learn, take it as learning experience and move on to the next. Well, you know what we we you know I had actually said this in a in our group chat with the team uh, yesterday, you know, winning or losing doesn't define us. Our character does. Yes. And how and how and listen, you can be undefeated and be a total dick. Exactly. Exactly. And 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 I, I mean I I wouldn't want to be that person. There's a lot of people that I see that are winning, like just winning in life in general, winning. But I'll never, I would never want to be like that. I'm, yeah. You know, you know, and so you know, you, you you take it for what it is. You learn and, and you make the adjustments. That's what exactly. boxing is. Yeah, you know? That's boxing's boxing. all about making making the small adjustments, coming back and 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 getting the job done uh, the next time. It, and and that, that's what I that's what I tell. Like every time I talk to young up and comers, man, I'm like, look, boxing will have you one day at the top of the throne. Mm. The next day, man, you'll be rock bottom, man. So you got to always remind, rem remember to stay, you know, 
stay on the on 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 the on the earth like don't don't rise yourself don't rise yourself up above other people man cuz we're all equal and we and especially in boxing man just like in life but in boxing especially man one day you'll be at the top next day you'll be at the bottom Oh, man, ain't that the truth? So, what do you? Uh, what What's the game plan? What do we have going on uh, for you moving forward? Well, like I said, man, after my last fight, I had a tough loss. Uh, you know, it was a title eliminator, and <clears throat> I got caught once again, man. Like I said, it's learning experience, and I to this day, man, I'm like, man, I didn't even fucking follow because. I'm always like, man, stay focused, stay focused. And that that's what I think that's what I lacked my last fight. It wasn't even about being uh, well-prepared because I'm always 100%, you know, physically prepared. It was just about mentally. Mentally, man, I was all over the fucking place. So, you know, uh, we lost this last fight. Um, and now uh, we got uh, in contact with my manager a couple of weeks ago. And we're back, uh, God willing, uh, June 19, man, uh, I believe uh, – Jamal Charlo is going to be the main event here in here in Houston. So, you know, it's going to be a good show out. And uh, my manager's like, yeah, we'll be on that card. At the, I believe it's going to be at the Toyota Center. So uh, mm-hmm. that's what we're getting ready for, man. Uh, we're is there a Lions Den promotion? Uh, no, it's actually well, it's going to be PBC, Premier Boxing oh, Champions, okay. with, with them. So um, that's what we're getting ready for, man. We started picking up training about two weeks ago. You know, we're going on the third week. And then from, from here, you know, We'll see what what happens after this fight. You know, obviously, uh, I want to get. Uh, I told my my trainers, you know, I want about two fights just to get my confidence back, man. Just to get that that self confidence back, and I, I know what I'm capable of doing. My trainers know. If anybody knows, it's my trainers, and and they see me at my best. And I just want to earn my spot back. You know, at the top of the featherweight division, and and get my crank again if if it's possible at a at a featherweight title. Who uh who do you who do you like in the featherweight? Who who are you eyeing? Who would you like to see yourself match up against? I mean, I I don't I'm not good at calling out people, you know, but I would really love a crank man at the at the guy that that last beat me cuz you know, I I like I said I know what I'm capable of doing. Actually, he fought last night uh on the Yeah, Ramirez. Yeah, he fought and he he got a version of the WBA. And obviously, I know I'm not just going to get it cuz I'm asking for it. I want to like I said I want to get my confidence back build up a couple of wins and hopefully i get a crank at him but if it's not him man any any get other, that rematch yeah get that rematch but it, any of the top 10 guys man i mean there's a lot of talent in that featherweight there division is. uh leo santa cruz i don't know what he's gonna do if he's gonna come back down to 26 you got you got a let's bunch run of that guys. back too that was that yeah. was a great fight man yeah you got a lot of talent in that division and and you know like i said but for now i want to just get back to the gym work on on things i need to work on especially the whole Staying focused and and get back get back on track. Hey, I want to get your thoughts on uh, Oscar Valdez. What do you think? Man, he surprised me, and just how he surprised a lot of people, man. Because I really thought Burchell, you know, was gonna was gonna do a lot more than what he did. And at the same time, you know, I think Burchell wasn't at his best, but that's not taking a, nothing away from Valdez. Mm-hmm. Valdez did what he had to do. Yeah. And man, that that was a you know that's one of them the knockouts, man. You always wonder if the guy's gonna come back. The same, you know, because, you know, when you fall face first, you know, that's that's a horrible knockout. So hopefully Burchell can come back, too. But I think Valdez right now, he's the king at 130. You know, maybe not. Maybe there's other guys better than him. But as far as holding weight on the name, I think Oscar Valdez is the number one at 130 right now. Because there you have a lot of talent as well. 
you know, Shakur Stevens, and he's another one. I mean, he's fucking, he's, his, his skill set is up there. Jermel hmm. Herring, all of those guys, man, hmm. they can they can fight their ass off. I don't know what Tank is doing. You know, he's moving up to forty. Maybe they didn't come back down to thirty, but you know, like boxing's alive right now, man. It's, I'm excited. You know, one of the things that we always always say is, you know, Houston has become the like the new mecca for boxing, as far as you know, you have boxers from all over the country to come to Houston to fight, yeah. and not only come to Houston, but they come to your gym. They yeah. come to Maine. You you guys have some fucking sparring <laughs> yeah. going on over there. You want to talk about like pro boxing and yeah. you got to talk about Maine. That's where everybody you, comes. Like you just said it, man. The other day we were looking at this, man, we had Shakur. We had a bunch mm. of other guys just, you know, Oceanique Foster. We had Reed. Mm, another James. one, yeah. We had, man, we had that gym packed full of talent and not just like anybody. These dudes are like world class yeah. elite champions and man, that's that's where it's at. And it didn't work. Yeah, and you walk in gym, man. It's not your average gym, man. You'll find it like, like literally, man. Like you'll have blood in the apron. The bags are, man. Like that's the real gym. You know, that's the real deal. We're not pampered. We don't have, we don't have AC in there. You know, it's, it is what it is. You get in there, you better be ready to sweat and and and, and work. Hey, not for nothing. Uh, we're uh, I'm fighting uh, in the Masters tournament. Mm -hmm. Uh, oh, May fifteenth. Oh, I'm, I'm sure that's yeah. uh, the fourteenth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or I, I, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm the I'm the first fight Saturday, but I was, you know, coach, uh, you know, Derek's my trainer, and he's like, bro, you know, they ain't got no AC in no there. AC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, but we, well, there, no, that's the thing. There is AC, but they don't ever turn it on. So it's like yeah. no AC. <laughs> So I don't know what they're going to do there. So they may turn it on for you guys. Yeah. But, oh, okay, now that you say it, I'm for sure going to be there. Then it's going to be, it's going to be good. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited, man. It's going to be, it's going to be a fun time. It's going to be uh, the first one in, uh, in, in Texas. Uh, I know Bobby's a part of it. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's going to be fun. I got a, I'm, I'm at weight already. So I'm just going to be sparring for the next week and a half. Yeah, and then, maintaining. Yeah. And then ease my way into, uh, oh, into I'm the fight. I'm excited for that then. I'm yeah, it's going to be sure. good. Well, I appreciate it. I, I, I'll be, uh, I'll be, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. So I also want to get your thought on, uh, on Lomo Checo. What do you think his, uh, his next move is going to be or should be? Well, I mean, he has that that tough fight coming up with, um, with the, I don't know what the Japanese guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. so he has that fight the coming up. And, and we're going to see how he handles that. Obviously that Japanese is no slouch. He gave, Tofimo, it's a fight, and he beat Verdejo. So that's going to be fun to see how he comes back from that. And then from there, we can see, like, okay, Loma still got it, or Loma kind of coming back on the downside. Because what a lot of people don't realize, man, Loma's past his 32. He's like 34. Yeah. Yeah, so obviously, it. you know, there is the, the decline. That's when you start slowing down a little bit. So after this next fight, man, we'll be able to tell exactly – if he still got it or if he's starting to come at downfall. Yeah, I've I've always been a big Lomo Checo fan. Uh Theo beat him though, and he and he beat him decisively. Uh I don't, game. Yeah, I don't know. Uh I I, I don't, Lomo just didn't show up for that fight. And yeah. so And I, a lot of people say he waited too long. He waited to the I'm like, no, he didn't wait too long. Theo didn't let him do right. this. He was yeah. so he was so worried about that power mm. that he he, he didn't have no get choice off. 
Yeah. yeah, another choice than to just take some steam off of the first round. And right. then, yeah, so that was actually Tio that didn't let him do what he wanted to do. I'm They're sure he wanted yet. to get in there and do all his, you know, Matrix shit, but he couldn't. <laughs> yeah, Timo, and, and Timo's been impressive, man. I'm, uh, you know, man, boxing's, boxing's great, bro. Yeah. Boxing, you know, all the way, all the way from the heavyweights. Did you see the fight last night? There was a fight. Man, that was a beautiful fight, bro. That's what I said, man. Like, a lot of people are so quick to count fighters out. Mm. Like, man, that's disrespectful. Like, everybody's like, oh, Aurelio is going to go about four or five rounds. I bet you a lot of people up to that, up to that, uh, Fifth, sixth round, we're still shitting bricks because I was like, bro, if I really can catch him a couple more times, he may fucking <laughs> beat him. Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, I was, I was, I've been very hard on Ruiz, man. I'm not gonna lie. When I, I, I felt he, I felt he fucked himself on that second fight. I felt like he just, yeah, I mean, you know, you know, you know, you know what like. Yeah, you know, you know, you know the, the the feeling that we has as Mexicans felt like. Yeah, you know, like, and so this fight, I, I, I was still, I was still mad at him. And so in the second, second round, when he, when, when he got, when he got caught, I'm like, fuck, I'm done with him. Like he can't even take this fight serious. <laughs> and then, and then in the third round, when he got caught again, and he came back on that back foot, and he started moving forward, I was like, oh shit. Yeah, that that, that actually was, I think, was a little turning point because he kind of right. left. A real to know, like nah, nah, I, I'm, I'm still here, like yeah, because yeah. I real to try to step on the gas a little bit, yeah, try him out, but he, he, he set his foot down, like you say, and he fucking, he started Came forward, yeah, started yeah so forward. you know, and then. A real, like I said, a real made it interesting, man. You know, I was really oh, impressed. it was a great fight. They both came in shape for heavyweight. The conditioning, fight, bro. They, they came the in conditioning great, was great tremendous. Shape. Yeah, twelve rounds. It was twelve rounds. Huh? Yeah, twelve, 12 rounds. rounds, and they were still swinging to the to the last round, man. Oh, that was a great good. card, man. Last night, you know, it was yeah, a great it was... card. Fifty fifty dollars for me. I was like, man, fifty dollars was. <laughs> oh, it was it was it was uh, it was good. So boxing's alive, bro. We uh, all the way again from 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 the heavyweights all the way down, man. You every weight class has something uh, something to offer. Well, it looks like we might have lost them if. Uh, Miguel, if you are you're still watching, we're gonna go ahead and wait for you to uh, to log back in if you can. Watching, uh, man, ask some questions. How y'all been? Y'all catch that fight last night? Let me get some uh, some some uh, feedback and what y'all thoughts on uh, last last night's card. I'll give it a couple minutes. See if uh, Miguel comes back, and then uh, if not, we'll. There he is. Welcome back. That was my bad, bro. No, you <laughs> All right, no, you're yeah, good, you're yeah. Good. But nah, like you were saying, man, boxing they, they from the heavyweights all the way, and that's not even talking about Canelo. I mean, you got the uh, to me, he came such a long way, man, and people still mm. criticize him. I'm like, man, the dude is the best pound for pound. There was one point where I'm like, man, Crawford is still ahead of Canelo, but Canelo been fighting and beating names, and I'm like Crawford's still been on the bench a little bit. So till Crawford don't be like a legit top top guy with a valuable name, Canelo holds for me the number one pound for pound. Speaking speaking of that camp, speaking of Canelo, bro, how impressed were you with Eddie Reynoso last night? 
man, Reynoso. Bro. I mean, I, like, I'm not, I love my team. <laughs> But if I can help, like maybe, <laughs> also like I mean, and to me he's like the dude's Mexican, so man, I think if yeah. if if I ever get to like me and Reynoso will click because I love yeah. the way he talks to his fighter in the corner, right? That communication, he, bro. Yeah, so he's he's good, and you can tell he has a good relationship with 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 his fighters. So you know, I think to me, Reynoso right now is one of the top, and even top. then, man. To be honest, a lot of people were like, oh, well, Andy got dropped. I saw some resemblance from Canelo on on Andy. Like, I saw some of the things, like the head mm -hmm. movement that Canelo does on Andy. I'm like, hey, this is only the first fight. Like, it's only going to get better. And and we know as boxing fans, like, Areola got up for this fight. So that wasn't mm -hmm. just any Areola he beat. He yeah. beat, the like, one of the best versions. Oh, of he, had a hell of a, he had a hell of a corner as well on his side. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Joe Goose, and when he yeah. came back and was telling them like, "How you feeling?" And, right. and you know, he's crazy. He's like, keep sticking that jab up his ass and all this. I like, oh, <laughs> like, you know, only I think only us as boxing boxing guys understand that that right. man. I'm like, man, these are top top of the level corners and top guys, man. And even then, like you said, it wasn't even necessary all the shit talking because these dudes were right. shaking hands, smiling and yeah. shit before and even after the fight, and, and they still put on a great performance and they didn't need none of that. But then again, I do understand that sometimes you need that little extra talk to to get those that extra audience in there you know maybe they did some shit talking they got they get a couple more buys because the people buy into that sometimes like yeah. oh this dude's talking shit let's see how I, he holds it up i'd buy a rematch i'd buy i'd buy another fight i'd buy yeah. i'd buy, buy all three shit exactly. i signed me up right now uh, yeah exactly i think i think i think eddie definitely made a huge difference huge 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 it impacted uh 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 Ruiz, uh, Ruiz and yeah. I, I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what that'll lead to, man. I'm a, I'm all in on on, on Eddie. I'm yeah. I'm all. In. I'm, well, I'm, he's done a hell of a job with the guys, and, and like I said, I mean, he's also he's polishing these guys because he had Ryan, he has Valdez, he has Andy. These guys that were already made but he's kind of you know like i say he's fixing the mistakes and he's putting mm -hmm. a little bit of what he knows but on the other hand if you want to make a case for it like he built canelo from ground up so you know he, that's how you know he's he's a real dude and he's a real trainer yeah 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 it's amazing so you're obviously you're, you're big on canelo and i'm big on canelo i like canelo i mean coach we have this thing where we're always going back and forth on canelo uh i i Tell him I, I like Canelo. He's a great fighter, pound for pound. I I, I go back and forth between Canelo and, and Crawford just because I've seen Crawford do some things. You know, he's able to just turn it on and and, and, and change styles. He's and, mean. And he, yeah, he's yeah, mean and become and mean every, that, and just and just he beat a you down. Yeah. yeah, he's strong. So I go I go back and forth. Canelo's definitely the cash cow. He's the face of boxing. Uh, but where do you stand between the Canelo and Chavez greatest Mexican fighter of all time? Yeah, I, I, that, well, that's, that's something I always tell people. And as a, as a boxing guy, I mean, obviously you got to understand boxing differently because a lot of even even with the Mayweather comparisons that they were like, oh well, Mayweather was only fifty two and oh, Chavez was eighty nine and oh, 
Canelo. Is he the? They're different eras, man. They're different mm. eras, and you can't compare the fighters from back then to today. Why? Because Chavez in his record, you'll find some of these guys that you're like, "What the fuck? The dude's like fucking <laughs> five and twenty. Yeah. As a fighter, imagine if Canelo did that today. Canelo get bashed like, "Who the fuck?" And he could easily build up his record to fucking just. Right. And those were stay busy fights for Chavez that right. they were able to have. You know. Go back to where he was fighting real names. You know, there's a, there's a couple only. So obviously, I think today if you got you could build your record up to 89 and 0 fighting nobodies. I'm not saying Chavez fought nobodies, but it's a right. different because he was taking stay busy fights in between his right. big yeah. fights. That's one. Of, that's one of the things I like to poke uh, Derek about is fucking Chavez was fighting 10 fights a year, 10 15 fights a year. But Canelo Canelo fought 10 fights in the last 10 years. <laughs> yes, exactly. So. But like I said, and now the Canelo staying busier, people can like mm. criticize and like, oh, look at who he's fighting. Oh, well, obviously, sometimes the best available, uh, the best names aren't always going to be available. So, yeah. you know, I'm sure it's not. And like I said, also, you got to put a, a to the fighters back then. They don't make them how they used to make them, man. <laughs> they don't make uh, they these don't. fighters like yeah. they used to make them. And it's a, like I said, that's why you can't compare them. It's different eras. Back then, there was greats. Right now they're great, man, and, and trust me. So, so you're gonna, 20, 30 so you, years, Canelo is gonna be remembered as as an all time great as well. So you're gonna stay neutral, and they're both just great. Well played. Yeah, yeah. Your your average fan is gonna always gonna say Chavez. Why? Because mm. he's a more of um people's champion, and right. and and to me, as like you were saying, Canelo, man, he's a He's a hell of a champ, and his skills are impeccable. He's fucking the best right now. Maybe as a person, I'm like, I never talked to him, or I never, he's a little arrogant, and he could come a little, you know, like, we would say, like, mm -hmm. mamon, you know, yeah. in Spanish. So, <laughs> and the people don't like that. So that's why yeah. he's, like, 50-50. 50% people percent Mexicans like him, 50% 50 don't like him. Like, trust me, 100% of people like Chavez. So, right, like, right. yeah, so that, that's the only thing different about them that their personalities may, may you know, cost some, some. Absolutely. What do you, uh, how do you like this, uh, this Billy Joe fight coming up against uh, Canelo? There's nobody beating Canelo. To me, personally, I, nobody beats Canelo. Uh, honestly, I never really seen, I've seen highlights of Billy, never really seen, but man, it's a different, it's a different. Canelo's so smooth in there. He has power. He's explosive. He has great defense. He has, you know, mm, he's the head he's movement. A, yeah, the head movement. He rolls so perfect with the punches. And that's something, man, that you have to have impeccable timing for that. Just to roll enough with the punch for it to slide off. And I mean, to me, like I said, Canelo's gonna, you know, I think he's gonna make it make it easy work. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I just don't see I don't see anyone beating Canelo unless he gets crazy and starts going up in way they get a fighting. They, you know, and yeah. some weight he shouldn't be fighting, and he gets yeah. clipped by one, one of these big guys. But I mean, he's just a beast right now. He's he's doing his yeah. thing. He's the face of boxing. He, you know, he got out of De La Hoya's thing, uh, out of De La Hoya's contract, which I don't even know how he pulled that off. That's yeah, exactly. Awesome. And, yeah, and he's, there's always and, ways. He's gotta have a badass lawyer to do that. <laughs> <laughs> And now, and now he's just dealing with the zone directly. So, uh, you know, all 
it's gonna. It's, he's the cash I'm, cow. He's the cash yeah, cow. I'm sure his career is going to end great, and uh, and he's going to you know continue to be the king of boxing, uh, as as he has been doing. What uh, who who do you uh, who would you say your your boxing style resembles? Um, I'm a boxer puncher. Uh, trust me, man. I've had a lot of comparisons. And I'm like, fuck no, I'm nowhere near those guys. But I have people say like, oh, you kind of like like a, like a Marquez, and then some uh, people are like, oh, kind of like a Mikey Garcia. You know, you like to counter punch. You like to sit there and wait. I was like, fuck no, I'm nothing like those guys. But that's <laughs> you know, that's I want to say like, not I'm not I don't fight like them or. I'm, but you know, sticking and moving. I worry a lot about defense too. Even though I'm Mexican, I'm always trying to, you know, protect the face. <laughs> so I'm like always worrying about defense. And, and you know, uh, like I had this one guy at the gym. He's like, man, I feel guilty. He's like, every time you spar, bro, I feel like I gotta pay for that shit because it's so good. Like you're <laughs> you're so smooth in there. Like I feel like I'm fucking, you know, yeah. enjoying this too much. I feel like I gotta pay for this shit. He's like, yeah. you remind me like of a Mikey Garcia. You know, you always nice. sit there. And you know you're ready to the counterattack, and I developed that though, cause uh with my brother, I remember we used to just, you know, we had the Mexican style where you just fucking start hooking, start throwing body shots, you know, head in first, you know, come forward. Yeah. But you know when I uh when we got uh my other trainer Edward Jackson, he added a lot to my game uh technique wise, you know, just ring craft, you know, be smart. Like they say, man, you gotta you gotta train smarter, not harder, and and that's what I've always tried to develop. Just be a perfectionist in that ring. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. Well, you listen, man. We've had a great time chatting with you, man. I felt like we got to learn so much about you, your story, your family. Uh, and it's June fourteenth, nineteenth, nineteenth. I'm sorry. So June nineteenth here in Houston. Uh, Location to be determined yet, but you're thinking the Toyota Center. Toyota Center, yes, yeah, that's that's what it's nice. looking like, man. And I'm excited. Like I said, uh, I'm I'm just ready to be back, man. After like mm-hmm. I, like I said, after my last fight, I feel like I have a lot to prove, and and God willing, just June 19, man. Uh, and especially being here in Houston, you know, I'm gonna have a lot of my, yeah. my people. And I don't call I'm them gonna... fans, like I don't call them fans. I was like, man, my people, because if you supported me, you you my people, you know. So I have yeah, a lot of my people up. there. You know, supporting me, so it's gonna be great, great night of boxing and the Charles, man. They all bring a show, so I'm I'm excited to see who else is on the card. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna round up the homeboys and uh, and make plans for June 19th, so we can go out there to Toyota Center and support you, man. Uh, real quick though, give us your top. Mm, let's do let's do top five all time, all time pound for pound, and then your top three pound for pound active so so all time not my favorite right all time right. all time <laughs> so all time i think uh obviously muhammad ali was okay. uh, you know top you know just overall what he did uh number two i want to say is a debate between sugar ray and, and marvin Hagler. Uh, you got to put two or three right there Nice. Or one I personally always liked, man, and he was he was always just so small. He never got to – if he was any bigger, man, he fucking be talking about Benito Lopez. If he oh, was any yeah. Bigger, he he yeah. always, you know, and, and five, uh, Salvador Sanchez. Those last two, man, they, they could have been probably number one, but they were just, you know, one because he was so small, he fucking never got this, mm-hmm. you know, and then the other one because he just left, left this – Left, left the soul. Yeah. So, yeah, so soon, man. But it's because 
that's a tough one, man. You have so many, and I left so many yeah. great names out. Roberto yeah, yeah. Duran, that's another one you got to put there. Chavez, like I said, man, it's so many. We got to do like a top, top 10 or something. Yeah, to get all of them yeah. And I mean, I'm sure once once he fucking retires, if he ever does, Pacquiao is going to have to be like oh, number two, yeah. number three. You know, it's just, you know, they're all up there. Mayweather, obviously, because, you know, just so all much, man. Box, floor, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, so um, your top your top three pound for pound active. Active, I want to say obviously Canelo one. Um, I want to put Terrence two if he needs to be a little bit more active, and then the third one, man, that's that's a tough one. Probably Tyson Fury, man, because uh, mm. to me, uh, I had wilder up there man he was just laying dudes out and then after what you know fury did to him and after what he did he beat klitsko people forget he really beat klitsko mm -hmm. that was up there retired did fucking coke for i don't know how many years and came back <laughs> and that, man, like he has to be up there top yeah. three man yeah he's they're up there yep you know uh you think you think we're ever gonna see this uh this this uh terrence crawford Earl Spence fight. I don't. Think it needs so. to happen, bro. As much as as much as I hate it, I don't think it's gonna happen, and I don't even think it's. Well, no, it may be because of them, but just the negotiations, man. That's what a lot of people don't understand, man. The negotiating part. It takes so much. Who's gonna get what? It goes as far as down, like who's walking out first, and all this and that. Like, and sometimes us as fighters, we put that on. It's like, like you had a what's this dude, the heavyweight that fought yesterday? Uh, oh, what's his name? Was it Chisora? I don't know. They was trying to pull out because he was he was gonna be announced sec, uh, uh -huh. first or some shit. So it goes the negotiating, man. That's that's where it starts, and I really really hope that Terrence and, and Errol, you know get that made but like i said man as much as it hurts i think us as fans because i'm a boxing fan even though yeah. i think we deserve that but just from the way they talk it's not gonna happen i mean just uh arrow saying he wants 70 65 percent 70 30. yeah so you 30. already know that shit ain't even he's talking happen. himself out the fight <laughs> yeah yeah he's talking so that shit ain't even gonna get close to happening man and it sucks what about uh what about these social media uh <laughs> fights that we've been having with like Paul Paul Logan and and yeah let, let, let's thriller I, I I'm I'm no one to talk on a, on a man's hustle because them motherfuckers are making money yeah. and and is it good or bad who knows but they're bringing one thing is they are bringing a new audience different type of audience but they're bringing it and they are giving boxers more exposure because you know like the last uh, thriller fight they had Regis on there so he got mm -hmm. more exposure and stuff that's the plus on the downfall they're taking spotlight from fighters that have been doing it all their years they're taking money that mm -hmm. fighters that have been doing it all their year won't even you know be able to have you know ever so you know you have pros and cons but at the end of the day I mean they're gonna keep doing it so hey I'm entertained. I'll watch. I mean, I'm not going to tell you I'm not going to watch that. And I'll watch it just because of the show, just because of what it is. And Snoop mm. Dogg adds, you got to have Snoop Dogg. A whole new level. Yeah. Yeah. So, like I said, I mean, there's pros and cons <clears throat> to that. Listen, I think it's good for business. I think it's good for the box, boxing business. I think it's a good model. You're absolutely right. It brings in new fans, it brings in a, a, a new audience. Uh, 
And I think it just needs to be tweaked a little bit. I think you're right. I think I think you know they need to they need to show more actual uh, fighting and boxers and and, and give them. Yeah. You got to give boxing its due respect. And so yes. make sure we're high. Yes. Yeah. Let's not turn it into a circus. Yeah. Let's exactly. keep it. Let's keep it pure. We can add all the 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 and, the rapping and, and the singing. It's cause like a person like me, I don't know how serious the sport is. And when I try to, I see like people making fun of it or I'm like, man, y'all must not know this shit is, mm. you could literally die, you know, cause mm. I know what it's like. So you could die. And to see, like you say, adding the, the, all this show, like, Hey, like let's be serious about this shit. And you know, mm. cause this is, this is not a game, you know, it's not right. something to be played with. And, but like you say, obviously, I tell everybody that like, what do you think about Jay Paul and his brother? And like, the day these dudes fight somebody that can actually fucking oh, fight, yeah. it's gonna be a wrap. Yeah. Know, keep, yeah. yeah, so somebody really gonna get hurt, then they're gonna be like, oh shit, we should have fucking thought about this. <laughs> but I'm like, as long as they keep fighting, I'm not gonna say nobody, as long as they keep fighting these other celebrities and stuff, it's gonna it's gonna be fun and games till somebody yeah. actually gets hurt. But they need to make the adjustments. Let's get some more real fighters, some pro yes. fighters in there. Let's ex- give them the exposure that they deserve. That, that they deserve. And uh, you know, we could all make money. They can make money. No one's, no one's. You know, I'm not saying. Uh, you know, they want. They're, they they want to use this as an avenue to build their brand and and, and, and make money. Cool, but let's but respect yeah. the sport. Let's respect, respect the sport. Yeah, respect well, the sport. That's the way. Again, my man, Miguel, it was a pleasure chatting with you, bro. I look forward uh, to, to June 19th, bro. Hopefully, I get to see you in two weeks over there. Yes, at, uh, we'll at, be at there, Maine. man. We'll be there. I'm going to – and uh, where can – real quick, where can people find you at on social media? Social media, on Instagram and Twitter, L underscore, my nickname, Michoacano, number two. That You know, I'm always active on there, especially on Twitter. Oh. I always like talking – on Twitter, so there it is. L underscore Michoacano, and then the number two, cause uh, my brother was number one, so I'm number two. <laughs> that's where nice. the two comes from. Yes. Well, that's what's up, brother. Much, sure, uh, much success, man. And uh, we're gonna make sure to continue to following you and supporting you and, and everything you do, man. Much love. Thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it, man. Thank you guys for having me on, man. Hope to be for back sure. on soon, man. Take care. Oh, right. absolutely. Peace. Have a good one. Peace. You too, brother.